You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bill Belichick. <laughs> He's insane. So why fire him? So why fire him? Oh, Bill Belichick. The, the fact that deflate gate is now a verb i i love that uh it's just all of those oh this is amazing yes that's the way to start a show here with some insane breaking news welcome to beck daily presented by BetMGM. eddie gross joe ostrowski aaron hawksworth here with you from nine to noon eastern on the beck network listen to the show on the odyssey app watch the show on twitch.tv beckql and youtube and follow us on x at betql daily Joining us on the program today, Ian McMillan, senior editor of BetSided, will invent new phrases to describe the ineptitude of the Atlanta Falcons, and he might offer some wildcard bets as well. And then at 11.20 Eastern time, Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight will have an in-depth look at Packers-Cowboys. But first, we got to get to a seismic 24 hours in football, and we will start with the news that broke this morning. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are expected to part ways. The formal news conference will happen in just a few hours from now. But in 24 years, Belichick captured a record six Super Bowl championships and nine title game appearances, also captured the most playoff wins with 31 and divisional titles with 17. And when it comes to all-time career wins, including playoffs, Belichick currently sits second with 333, just 14 behind Don Shula. Joe, what was your reaction to the breaking news this morning? Muted, Joe. Yeah, no, the, today was actually shocking. Not what happened with Belichick. Like, we were just waiting on this. It was only a matter of time. You know, we didn't get the Black Monday. It just turned into a Black Wednesday, Black Thursday with all of these moves. And yeah, we're waiting, waiting. Okay, what's going to happen? And now we sit here on Thursday morning, and there are eight openings. Many of them also include the GM, which I I think is the correct approach. But hold, but a lot of organizations think you should hold hold over the GM and then uh, make the change at head coach. Uh, just watching some of the coverage this morning, I, I think it's been really interesting. While we were waiting on this to happen, and we don't don't where he's going to go. I, I think we all believe that he's going to coach still. Carol, that's a different situation. But the Belichick one, he's going to coach somewhere. The record matters to him. It, he's a big NFL history buff. So where does he go to beat the record? And I think the one that people care about more is the playoff record. And you mentioned that he's 14 back there. I don't know that he's going to be able to get the regular season record. He's 26 behind Shula in the regular season record. But if you look at these openings, like – Chargers, 
Seahawks, maybe Falcons is where he would have to go to break these records. But <laughs> Carolina, dumpster fire. Washington, until proven otherwise, the same thing. Take a look at the Titans roster right now. There are only really a couple of options here, and he's going to be in competition with guys like Vrabel and Harbaugh. So I think he's going to be somewhere, but who knows? Like I'm looking this morning as after news breaks, and different sports books have different ideas. Some are making him the, the favorite to go to the Chargers. Some are making Belichick the favorite to go to the Falcons. Some are making him the favorite not to be a coach next year, Aaron. Now that one would be interesting if he's not a coach. I would think long and hard about it because none of these options sound super attractive right now, especially I'm mm-hmm. with you on the Washington one. I mean, you got new ownership. They're doing a total rebuild, like new stadium, new practice facility. That thing's going to take a while. So I would pass on that one for sure. And it's just a tough decision. Like, uh, Tom Brady going to Tampa and winning that Super Bowl, and then what Bill's done after. Maybe he should walk away, but I don't think he will. I really don't. Um, I would be surprised if he walked away. I would be too, uh, in large part because of the record that you guys have mentioned already and the fact that, like, when it comes to, say, defenses, he can still coach those units. I I don't think that Mm -hmm. that's necessarily taken some massive dip. The question has always been the quarterback situation. And with the Patriots right now, it's an absolute disaster, not just because Mac Jones exists or Bailey Zappi exists, but more so because, look, it's all about who you are drafting, if you are the guy who's making the call, and then also how is this offense being structured? And that has been a disaster, and you do have to blame that on Belichick. And so I'm wondering Mm -hmm. when it comes to where his next stop is going to be. First off, he does need to have a next stop if he's going to, because he's 71 years of age. He can't take a year or two off to just recalibrate and relax a little bit. You know, he doesn't necessarily have the time to do that. If he wants to coach, then he needs to be doing that right away. But when it comes to all of these openings, you know, as I was watching the coverage, uh, you know, from various places this morning, a couple of folks threw, uh, threw out the idea that because this is a mutual parting of ways, that Belichick would like to go to the NFC and stick in that conference just because it's less likely to impact what the Patriots are trying to do going forward. That, to me, is an interesting idea. I think the bigger idea, though, to me, is he may need to go to a group where the defense is a little lackluster, but offensively everything is largely under control. So does that mean the Chargers make the most sense, even though he'll have to fly cross-country, or is there another team that also fits that description, and if it all makes sense? We're going to find out today at noon Eastern time because uh, the press conference is going to be Belichick and Kraft, which will be must-watch TV as soon as our show ends. Mutual parting of the ways. That's everywhere. That's what they're going to say. That's what most organizations are going to say. I don't believe that. Do you guys believe that? There's always somebody. It's always somebody's decision. Mm-hmm. I think out of respect for Bill Belichick and what he's accomplished in New England, that's the right thing to do. So it's not like a trade and he can go where mm-hmm. he wants. And but it's he's like getting fired. Things, but, but he's but he's getting fired today. Agreed. Right? I mean, that's what's agreed. happening. Yeah, I, I, there's probably a, a different path or approach to it saying, okay, you know, if, if all the options are out there and one of them is not Belichick, you can coach the team next year, then okay, then that sort of fits that description. But I think it's a little bit different than, say, like what happened with Mike Vrabel and the Titans, where you're gone, you know, get, give the keys, the pass card. To me, it's a little bit different than that. 
Yeah, I, it's out of respect to Bill. It, I think I just have always viewed it when you see mutual parting of the ways, uh, especially in this situation, which we've been talking about since their trip overseas when Kraft was doing interviews that morning on NFL Network. Like it became evident mm-hmm. then, and that's apparently when the decision was made. Um, also, just watching some of the coverage, like with Pelissero this morning on NFL Network, I thought was really interesting. Uh, just some stuff like behind the scenes a little bit, how you know, something a lot of people wouldn't notice or isn't talked about much, how things have changed over the last couple of years, where Robert Kraft has taken back the power in his organization, which I find really interesting. And the reason that you keep hearing Gerard Mayo until Vrabel became available is because now, most recently, he was viewed as the coach in waiting. He was given an extension by Robert Kraft. That was a Kraft decision. That was not a Belichick decision. There are other situations where Belichick has had power over assistance, but the Mayo decision was on Kraft because before it was McDaniels waiting in the wings. That didn't happen. But now Vrabel's out there. See, I I think that's why the mutual parting of the ways happened because of Mm -hmm. the Mayo Mayo situation. And now we also have Vrabel so we can pick which guy we want to roll with. I guess in Bill Belichick's defense, though, like he he can't be happy there. Like I'd be mutually uh, agreeing to this too. I'd want a fresh start. I'd want to separate myself from the Patriots and prove that I still have it and I haven't lost my fastball, despite the whole divorce with Tom Brady and how everyone's going to compare him to that. I'd want to go somewhere else and shine before I walk off into the sunset. Of course. And I think, you know, most everyone, if you're playing or coaching, that's what you want, right? Like you don't want to just deteriorate in front of everyone's eyeballs. You want to be able to show, hey, look, I'm going out on my own terms. And to an extent, the way this is being presented, yes, I completely agree. There's a power struggle. Go back to Tom Brady moving on from New England. That was a power struggle of Mm -hmm. epic proportions. And yet Belichick still survived all of that. But I think Mm -hmm. even though you can have a ton of success in an organization, organization as a coach you can outlast your welcome and at some point I think that's sort of what happened here Belichick wanted to call literally every single shot and a lot of them just weren't panning out you you looked at you know what happened with this offense over the last few years it was a complete disaster an absolute disaster and that power struggle I do think had something to do with it and now here we are where we do have to have this news conference but in terms of you know what's going to happen with Belichick that's going to be intriguing because I do think he'll go somewhere else what the Patriots do going forward I don't know about you guys but I'm looking at this with a little bit of cynicism because you know to me the offense is what needs working the defense Mm -hmm. seems to be okay yet it seems like these are only defensive guys being bandied about I'm not sure this is exactly addressing the problem. Yeah, I think we'll differ on that one. I, I, I don't care if the if you get a good head coach. I don't care if he's a defensive or offensive guy. Like, like I'll take Mike Tomlin any day, defensive minded guy. I'll take Vrabel right now, defensive minded guy. You can be a, a great head coach and be the CEO of an organization, but also be the defensive minded guy. Now, with that said, Ed, I, I totally understand your point. Because if you are searching to fix the offense, you know, and let's say you hit a home run on an offensive coordinator, guess what? You're losing said offensive coordinator in another year. Like the Lions are probably going to be living this in a year. How does Dan Campbell replace Ben Johnson? Like that's that's massive. Like, But if you have yeah. the head coach slash play caller like McVay, like Shanahan, and you hit a home run there, McDaniels, um, you do that, 
they're not going anywhere. Like you don't run that mm-hmm. risk. Also, Bill Belichick knows the rule book so well. Remember with the Ravens when he had that unbalanced line? Like, all of that stuff, like defense, offense, the guy still is a genius, and he he can come up with some creative things. And I don't – I think it'll be cool to see him do it somewhere else, and and people might not remember the last couple seasons as much in New England. Speaking of GOATs, The greatest college football coach of all time announced his retirement yesterday. Nick Saban has won more national championships than anyone in the poll era. Six at Alabama, one at LSU, finished three wins shy of 300 for his career, fifth most ever. Safe to say this is someone who is legit retiring and will not go somewhere else. Uh, Coached 45 All-Americans and at least 49 players who went in the first round of the NFL draft. Could go up to approximately 52 after April, but how about this reaction to this colossal news, Joe? Whew. Yeah, you're right. So two of these three names that we're talking about will not be coaching anymore because, yeah, it's it's a wrap. Interesting, the timing. Um, Carroll, 72. Saban, 72. Belichick's turning 72 in April. Uh, all, all around the same age for these uh, for these legends. And right before the expanded playoff with Saban. And this is the most shocking one, right? We talked about yeah. Belichick. Like, the, the Carroll one makes sense. And then just this one was not talked about a whole lot in any sense. Uh, so how do you replace Sapin? All sorts of ideas out there. It, you mentioned Lanning. Boy, he's got a good thing going. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to do that, Dan? Like, he, he's got a lot of money, too. That's a destination. You want to go live in the SEC? I don't know that, that I'd want to be doing that. Uh, Lane Kiffin popped up right away. A, l- a lot of the guys that have been connected <laughs> Uh, down there, the big name guy, Sarkeesian, uh, same thing. And now he's come back and had some great success. But I don't know that he would uh, be making that sort of a move. Is Alabama on a level like by itself? I don't know that that's the case anymore, uh, especially with the state of college football and how things have changed, especially over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think with the transfer portal, I'd be looking to get out of Alabama, just not knowing, and we're already seeing that happening. Also, there's just a tough, you know, big shoes to fill. Why would you want that job if you're Dan Lanning? I would stay where I'm at. I mean, that it's just going to be so hard going in there. Maybe it'll be good at Alabama for a year or two, but I could see it dropping off and then you're fired. You don't want to be the guy after the guy. You want to be the next guy, right? I suppose, but if Alabama came in and offered me a ton more money, given the resources Alabama has, the recruiting base there, et cetera, et cetera, like Alabama is a factory. I don't know if Oregon is quite the factory that Alabama is. And Oregon's a really good program. I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs here. But in terms mm-hmm. of you got the Nike what money, that though. program has done up to this point, yeah. you know, it's not just Saban. It's the entire infrastructure. That's why Saban stayed there so long and not gone to Texas or anything like that. So I still think Alabama is a destination, uh, even now after following the guy. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will continue to look at all of this breaking news in the NFL. And we will get to our preview of Super Wildcard Weekend with the Browns and the Texans leading things off. That's coming up on the BetQL Network.